We'll get started in five, four, three, two, one. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so my goal is to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I am delighted to welcome my very special guest to the show, Mitzi Weinman. Mitzi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, I'm so happy to have you back. You are a super guest with phenomenal content and wisdom, and it's time. I'm thrilled that you're back with me today. Mitzi, I want to tell the listening audience a little bit about you, and then we're going to dive into a juicy conversation Mitzi Weinman is the founder of Time Finder, which offers practical approaches to personal productivity. Now, as a coach and a workshop leader and a professional speaker and author, Mitzi helps people develop good habits and techniques to reduce stress, which can result from procrastinating, feeling disorganized and overwhelmed, and rushing to get things done at work or at home. Mitzi earned a bachelor's degree from the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University, and she is the author of the amazing book, which I have dog-eared and highlighted in my hand, I use it all the time, called It's About Time, Transforming Chaos into Calm, A to Z. So Mitzi, let's just dive in right right now, my Dear, work-life balance, and and the B word gives me pause, is all the rage. And I think you and I are are of like minds in that it doesn't really exist. So would you unpack that for me? I certainly will. I... When I hear the term work-life balance, I just, I cringe as well. me too. And I do because work is part of life, for one thing, but to try to get balance, it's a really difficult thing to really comprehend and to achieve. You know, the, our lives flow in very many different ways. Sometimes our personal things that are going on personally in our lives can really overwhelm us because they just naturally do. If somebody is sick, you know, not well in our lives or we're going through a really difficult time, Sometimes the flow can be more towards our personal. And work, sometimes, you know, we're working on projects. We're working really hard on certain things. We're tax accountant, and it gets close to April 15th. And our life really is more uh, geared towards work. However, what I think the ultimate thing that people are looking for is to find quality time in their lives, to be able to do the things that they want to do, either for themselves or with other people. And that quality time is really what keeps us grounded. And whether you're balanced or not, at the term just doesn't make any sense to me. But quality time is really what people are looking for. I think you're right. It's it's all about time that we can breathe well and enjoy what we're doing and not have that stress posture and that stress tension. And it happens in our in our lives as well as our careers. Now, Mitzi, you are a dear friend and an amazing guest. And, and the last time you were very willing to talk about how you transformed your personal life from being a procrastinator and being unorganized to a very different space that you hold today. Would you tell the audience about that? Sure. So 
what I said the last time is that, you know, I started out by telling you about the sign that my father put on my bedroom door. <laughs> Cleanliness is next to godliness. Welcome to the gates of hell. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and so what, you know, it was sloppy, a slob. I didn't hang up my clothes. But even more importantly, I, I was a procrastinator. I put things off. I really, I went to school, into my classes with my head down. And I think that also impacted me socially, too, because people didn't see me as a friendly person. They saw me as either shy or, or aloof. And that didn't bode well for a great social life. But when I went off to college and I felt like I was having, a, I was able to have a clean start with a clean dorm, I really looked at, is there a different way to approach my schoolwork? Can I really think through what I need to get done and not really wait till the last minute when I have my, you know, when I have deadlines? A lot of times people think that when you're more organized, you're more rigid. And the opposite is, is the truth. When you're more organized, you are more flexible because you can see a way around any kind of time dilemmas that you may have. So I started, you know, in school and I really got on track and it made such a difference in my in social life. Not that I was a, you know, a, a party animal by any stretch of the imagination, but I just, well, I had friends. I had nice friends. I was able to speak to people. I didn't have my head held down. Teachers, professors could call on me and I would have answers. And so it was a whole different way of looking at things. And so when I decided to start my own business after working in um, in advertising for many years, I wanted people to feel the same kind of relief and, that I felt in being able to get work done, really be productive, get my focus, and that's why I started TimeFinder, so that I could help others be able to do that as well and look at ways to to plan a day, to re be able to anticipate what's coming around the bend as opposed to being surprised when you turn the, the page or you click to the next day of your calendar. And that's really what it's about. It's really just being able to get that focus but have some good strategies in place. And what I love, Mitzi, I can hear it in your voice. You, you're enjoying your life. And, and that is really uh, the optimal goal for all of us, to be in control and enjoy it. So let, let's go back to the concept of quality time. Can you walk us through how one can begin to achieve that, to get that quality time in our lives? Sure. So one of the first things that I, when I'm working with somebody who is looking to find that quality time or if I'm doing a workshop on the topic, the first question really is, what does that look like? Yeah. What is it that you want to have in your life that you don't have now? Is it spending more time with your kids or with family? Is it being able to go out to dinner with friends on a more regular basis or spend more time with your partner? Is it to be able to take a class, to read a book, to take a bath? You know, I mean, it. what, what does it really look like? So once you start to define what it looks like, then you can start to put things in place to help you get there. And much of that might have to do with calendar management to really start looking at ways to block out time to do those things that you want to do. It could be having conversations with people who could be impacted. Let's say you wanted to take a class, you wanted to go to your local college and take an evening class. 
well, how is that going to impact some other other people that your family, if you've got family or or um, friends or your dog, if you have to go right from work to class, and how do you then communicate the, your needs or what it is that you're, is going to be helpful for you to be able to do that? And so you start having those types of conversations. So deciding what it is that you want, looking at getting it into your calendar and what that looks like, addressing the obstacles that may get in the way before you even begin, and so that you can start to take action to counter those obstacles, and um, then being able to just put a plan together to make those things happen, and through that good communication with people who will be impacted. That's kind of how you start to to get that quality time. That's a great roadmap, Mitzi. And what I love about that is really honoring yourself and and calendaring and scheduling that time for you, whatever that looks like. And each of us have different needs on different days. That really liberated me. That was an epiphany in my scheduling. It 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 changed the way I I live my life from day to day. And I I thank you for that. So you you write about this really interesting. Uh, concept, Mitzi, called decaf parenting. And I'm sure so many of our listeners who are parents can relate to that. They're getting their kids to and from school or activities, and it's a little bit crazy. How how can the parents listening make some deliberate choices so they don't max out while trying to help their kids live wonderful lives? So decaf parenting is really taking back your time taking back your kids' time, not kind of falling to the trend of everybody has to be really busy to keep up with everybody else, and making those choices. So a part of that is really looking at the commitments that you're making for yourself as well as for your kids, and how does that impact the entire family. Don't just schedule kids into sports activities, music lessons, all of those extracurricular activities without really looking at how is it going to impact energy, how is it going to impact carpooling, getting people to where they need to be, how is it going to impact homework, especially if you've got kids, because many times we 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 just drain our kids of energy and they don't have time to even do their homework. They're exhausted. And so it's really looking at the choices that you have and saying, you know what, if I only have my child in one activity per season, that's more than enough. They don't have to experience lacrosse and fencing and um, an extra language or whatever, dance and gymnastics. They can just experience one thing and even find out what do your kids really like? What do they want to be doing? Because I've seen just from family and some friends that sometimes we put our kids into activities and they don't want to be doing them even. They feel obligated and they don't want to disappoint parents. So it's sitting down and having really good, honest conversations. What is it that you want to be doing in the fall? And let's see if we can make it work in our calendar and not over-scheduling and maxing them out, and maxing yourself out where you have to be in four different places at the same time. Right, getting your kids to and fro. So I also hear you say that you need to have uh, 
schedules and routines and perhaps prioritize that family time together. Maybe it's an evening meal together as as often as, as you can make those schedules align. Any thoughts on that, how families can really spend more time together when uh, you know, perhaps both parents or at least one parent has a crazy busy schedule and so do the kids. Well, there are ways to do that. And one is, again, it's really looking at the calendar. It's deciding what might be that activity be, even if it's a family meal. Family meals are so healthy yeah. for families. There are books about the importance of having family meals together and making that a priority and looking at the calendar and deciding at least once a week perhaps to have that family meal. It could be even breakfast. Breakfast not maybe on a school day where everyone's rushed, but it could be breakfast on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. Or it could be some other types of activities. So I, I actually was asked um, recently, well, so much of what you talk about, Mitzi, seems to be so structured and, and so planned. And so one of the things that I suggest to folks is have what I call a spontaneous list. Yeah. It's a list not of things that you could do spontaneously with your kids or your family or with your partner and have a list of what those things could be because sometimes it's the most difficult thing is to come up with the idea. So you have a list, of a spontaneous list, and then you can refer to it. But you could take that list or... Better still, sit down with your family and write out a whole list of things and activities that everybody wants to be doing. Going to a zoo or a farm or going to a particular type of museum or an amusement park or whatever it might be. And make that list and start blocking time out over once a month, twice a month to be able to do some of those activities together. But also have some other activities in reserve for when all of a sudden it's a beautiful sunny day and school got out early, what are you going to do? What do, we what do? do? Yeah. So have a spontaneous list as well. Even though it's sort, of, it's sort of planned, it's not. And so that you can have that in your reserve pocket to be able to just say, hey, let's just go get some ice cream. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I also love how you talk about making lasting and positive memories. Uh, I had a really interesting conversation with a colleague the other day, and the question came up, what was your favorite gift? And in my family, we really treasure experiences, whether they were vacations or particular events. And, and those were etched in our wonderful treasured memories as opposed to material gifts. So tell me about your thoughts on positive and making lasting memories making lasting memories is I mean that's what we talk about when you know right as you said if I were to go back and think about a lasting a positive memory about a family meal we had together or big chuckles and laughs that we had at an activity or something those are really what we do hold most dear to our heart and many times when we're we've got let's say a family event, we're so wrapped up in the the hoopla of getting there that we end up not even being able to enjoy it as much as we would like. So I think that that at any time before an event, before even a holiday or 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 a birthday party or whatever, think about what it is that would make it that special time for your family and what things you can do to make those things special and 
plan those things earlier on so that not so things aren't as much last minute and when you are not rushing around at the end to get something to be happening you can really then relax and be in the moment and things just seem to go a little bit more smoothly but when you're rushing around at the last minute and you for, you know you're doing last minute let's say grocery shopping for stuff or getting some things for the table or um, you just it loses something because you were just exhausted <laughs> you're just exhausted. yeah you're, you're right you're, you're not living in the moment you're not enjoying it as it's happening and mindfulness is all the rage these days and I really am trying so purposefully to adopt that and it took some time because I was in that crazy busy you know the always rushing to get something done and taking that pulse taking that beat really slows us down and helps us live in the moment exactly Exactly. So it's it's really taking the step back, looking at an event that you might be repeating year after year. If you have the same holiday event at your at your home, you can take it afterwards, say what worked, what didn't work, and keep notes on that. And I know it sounds kind of goofy, but keep notes about things that you could do differently, and then revisit that you know a month or so or two before your event, and say, oh wait a minute, I don't want to do this part again. I don't want to cook this again. I don't want this type of thing to happen, so how can I make it different and better for everybody? Absolutely. Mitzi, what I love about your book, I mean, it's literally the A to Z action step guide of how to uh, use time and transform it from chaos into calm, but you give us very purposeful action steps that are easy to navigate. And I just want you to unpack a couple of them. So for example, talk to us about time traps and how we can avoid those. Well, time traps are those things that kind of get us off track. And there are so many time traps. So if I were to choose a couple of time traps, um, one could be um, email as a time trap. And it could be that going to it so much during the day and so many times during the day that it throws us off track. Um, and also in how we kind of package our emails so, for example, I think it's really helpful to have really specific subject lines in our emails, having the most important information at the top of the email, what we need somebody to respond to, because we just kind of get so swept away and our emails and our inbox gets so overflowing that um, there are just certain things that we can do to, to help ease that from all of us. Um, a time trap is not having enough information. How many times you know have this happened to you where you you just don't know what you should be doing next? You don't have enough information, so you end up procrastinating, right. putting it aside. So really knowing when you don't have enough information and saying to yourself, okay, what could be my really next step to be able to get whatever kind of information I need, and and really you know getting to that as opposed to putting it off. Um, another time trap is setting unrealistic um, unrealistic um, time estimates. Mm, yeah. So many times we think we can do something faster than we really can, and we're not really being realistic. And so we want to really be able to look at, we think something's going to take an hour, then add like 0.5 to it or... Um, or 2.0, so it, we think it's you know we think it's going to take an hour, 
It reality is it's probably going to take an hour and a half, especially if something we're doing for the first time is so new to us. It can be exasperating, and so maybe we even need to multiply it by 2.0. Um, I, I talk about time travel and vague deadlines. If you've ever used this with people, um, ASAP, I need this ASAP, I need it right away, yeah, I need yeah. it yesterday, it can get it to me by the end of next week. When we're vague like that, we don't get what we really need. Right. And so it's really being specific. I need this Thursday by 3 o'clock. I need this Friday by 9 a.m. And then if people question it, you can explain why you need that. Um, another time trap, I'm not sure it's actually in the book, it's, but I do suggest that my clients and folks that I work with don't use this phrase anymore. Um, don't ask somebody, when do you need it by? Ah. When you ask somebody, when do you need it by, what ends up happening is that you are giving somebody else control over your time, as opposed to you are saying, I can get this to you Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Will that work? Oh, I love that. That's so smart. And you regain control. Exactly. And then you can have a discussion. If Wednesday at 3 o'clock or whatever time isn't going to work, you can have a discussion and start negotiating a time. And finding out a little bit more why somebody, you know, find out more information or get more information about why somebody might need it. But you want to really look at ways not to give people control over your time. And that's a really great way to take your time back by not saying, when do you need it by? And as, as opposed to saying, I can get this to you. And no, you know, you look at your, your schedule, you look at your tasks and you figure it out. It works so much better. Love it. Love it. Mitzi, what a joy to have you on the show. Your amazing book is called It's About Time, Transforming Chaos into Calm, A to Z. Tell us how we can buy your book and follow you online. And I also want to share that you're an extraordinary public speaker. You're doing workshops all over the country, keynotes, and you have an extraordinary coaching practice as well. So tell us about how we can connect with you. So you can connect with me at my website, which is uh, timefinder.net. It's timefinder.net. And if people want to um, sign up for my newsletter, they will immediately or within the next 24 hours get 19 stress busters in, um, in their email that will, um, that will be emailed to them. I also um, have a link for... For, to Amazon for my book, which is on Amazon if you just go to Amazon, or you can link from my website, timefinder.net. And there's all this information about the different types of programs that I do, the coaching that I do. I have a new coach, um, a new program called the Coaching Exchange, which is more group coaching, where there are tips and ways um, for folks to meet weekly and to discuss goals and things they want to accomplish, and then get coaching from me as well as support from others in the group. And I, as you said, I'm a speaker, and I do training and workshops, and, and I love what I do. You do, and you can hear it in your voice, and you are good at it. Mitzi, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom and your expertise, all of which I regard as precious. So I thank you very, very much. Thank you so much, Caroline, for having me on.
you be well, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. Career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. My show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Leave a comment, because I always appreciate hearing from my listeners. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.